for those of you who pay attention to the NBA, you might follow the NBA draft. And if you did, you probably heard this guest's name come up because with the 51st pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Golden State Warriors selected this man. And today we get to hear about his story on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. We're four years running now with the show, just about. And I want to give a a massive shout out to my sponsors over at 208 Printing. It wouldn't be possible without these guys. They get me hooked up with my merchandise. They help me out as a title sponsor of the show. And if anybody's out there who wants to have your brand, anything, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a, if you're a podcaster like myself, if you have anything that you need done for your business or for your brand, go to madeby208.com. Let them take care of you. Get your merchandise and everything uh, squared away so you can basically be a walking billboard for your brand. Also, if you guys haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, subscribe to the Game Time Guru on whichever podcast platform that you're listening on. If this is your first time here in the, the show, welcome aboard. We're excited to have you. Make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think about it. Today, as you guys heard in the introduction, we have an amazing guest. This is this is actually a really, really cool opportunity for me because, man, the dude just got drafted into the NBA uh, and he's a Boise State guy. You guys know I'm a Boise State alum, and uh, his name's Justinian Jessup. We're going to get to hear his story. Justinian, thanks so much for joining the show, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, I got to tell the, the audience a little bit about the backstory here. Now, obviously, I've been following Boise State basketball my whole entire life since I was like six years old. So I'm 32 now, been following it my whole life. I see the players that are good come in and, and go out. We see a lot of talent that comes in, and we're like, ah, are they NBA talent? Are they not? Whatever. Like, we never really know. But there was a difference when you came in. And th- there's been a few. There's been a select few in the last, you know, 10 years or so that have come through. And, uh, you know, we always thought, oh, could they be in the NBA? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think they got talent. Well, last year, I was doing some play-by-play announcing, and you happened to be doing play-by-play as well. It was for the Northwest Premier Invitational for uh, Select. Um, I know select and I got, I already knew who you were and then you were doing play by play. So I was talking to you and I asked you a question. I said, what's your ultimate goal? And you know, like, what do you want to do when, when you're done playing ball boys state, you know, and you straight up told me like with straight confidence, like it was a straight face. It was just, I mean, uh, the NBA's the, the goal. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, hell yeah, dude, like that, that is, that's awesome. Because like sometimes guys come to Boise state or these smaller schools, quote unquote, smaller schools. And you know, they don't have that confidence. You know, they might say, yeah, I'm a good baller. I would love to get to the NBA. And they kind of smile and joke around about it, but they like actually don't believe it. I could tell that you believed it. And I thought that was awesome. And I'll, obviously a couple of days ago, your name gets called. Talk to us about that, Justinian. Talk to me about what it was like having your name called in an NBA draft for an organization like the Warriors. Man, it was crazy. You know, Warriors, like, I mean, I'm kind of glad, you know, it was the Warriors, you know, they... Obviously, it's a top-notch organization, and they've had 
amazing success like these last five years. So um, I kind of knew they were interested like in the pre-draft process. Um, I just, I, you know, I wasn't positive it was going to happen. And so, you know, yeah, when I got the text from my agent, I was just exhilarated, um, super thankful and had a lot of joy and excitement. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to go to, you know, anybody else. So um, yeah, it was, it was amazing though. It was, it was awesome. Man, it, that, I can only imagine, dude. And, and what's crazy, okay, so you're drafted in the second round um, of the NBA draft, but there are a lot of, like, if you go and read some of the reports from the scouts, they've got you as a first round grade. Uh, that was on the ringer. That was, that was discussed as Justinian Jessup's a first round grade. They were discussing the type of player that, you know, they're showing, you know, the comparison between you and Duncan Robinson. Obviously those who are following the NBA kind of know who Duncan Robinson is for the heat. So kind of seeing the, the, the similarities in style of play. And I'm with you, man. I, the, the Warriors organization, is a perfect organization for your style of play. I mean, I, I just like how they develop players. They're known for actually utilizing second round draft picks. So, I mean, I, I I'm stoked. I was just beyond ecstatic for you. Um, talk yeah. to us about, you know, right now you're in Australia, but we're going to talk about what happened to get before that, right? Like what happened between your Boise state, like final game at Boise state till now. Uh, but I want to also let people know, your Boise State career. For those who aren't, you know, I got I got listeners all over the world. You went to Boise State. We're going to talk about your career. You're a sharpshooter. I mean, 40% from the three-point line across his career average. That's amazing. If anybody doesn't understand that, that's ridiculous. You are a shooter. It's You're a lethal shooter, which is why I think the Warriors are a great pick for you as well. But uh, talk to us about what it was like coming to Boise and why you even, like, decided to come to Boise, Idaho. Like, what was in your mind? How did you even come and, like, how did that happen? Well, I actually already had ties here, or in Boise, believe it or not, because um, I moved there when I was in fourth and fifth grade. So I lived I lived there in Boise for two years, actually, and I played club for Roberto Bergeson. Um, yep. yep. Um, Boise State guy as well, you know, great coach, um, awesome mentor. So he kind of sparked my, you know, passion for basketball and so when I was getting recruited by them, you know, I just automatically kind of had that, you know, those ties back there and I was kind of familiar with the city and whatnot. And um, it came down to them or Davidson. And I just felt like, you know, just a familiarity with the area and, um, you know, being being a little closer to home rather than the East Coast. Uh, I think probably those, you know, those factors kind of just play into me coming here. And yeah, I mean, I had a great experience, you know, a lot of great coaches and um, yeah. I enjoyed all my teammates and stuff. So it was a great experience. And I, you know, I'm definitely confident I made the right decision looking back on it. So awesome, man. Well, we're glad as Boise State alum, Boise State fans, everyone around here in the Valley, we're glad that you came here. Uh, name drop on Roberto Bergeson. Shout out to Berto. He was on the show back when the show first started. He was my idol, man. When I was in yeah. uh, fourth grade, he was my all-time favorite player when I was in the fourth grade. So I actually interviewed him back in the fourth grade because uh, he was literally like who I looked up to. I went to every single game of his for my fourth and fifth grade, those years that he was a senior. Um, and then watching what he did with the Hoop Dreams organizations, like those club teams coming up, just unbelievable. So it's cool that you got to be coached by him because he's uh, one heck of a name here in the Valley. So it's cool to hear. Like, that's one of those guys. He was he was an NBA talent. We've had a yeah. few in between. And now, you know, obviously your name gets to be in the mix with all of that. Um, what does that feel like to you? Do you have like a – you know, a sense of pride there? Is it really hit you that your name is kind of listed with like the Chandler Hutchison's, the, the Roberto Bergeson's? Like, what does that feel like to have your name in that same mention? Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely feel like it's a great accomplishment. And I definitely feel 
uh, really happy about it. And um, it definitely took me a couple of days, um, yeah. maybe even still now, like just trying to kind of process like the reality of it, like, like I got my name called. So um, yeah, now that part of it is definitely super cool. And um, I think at this point, I'm just kind of trying to like move on and realize, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a foot in the door, um, and an opportunity that, you know, maybe not a lot of people get. And so I'm just going to try to make the most of it. Heck yeah, man. I dig it. No doubt you're probably going to do that, man. You've been doing that your whole career. You just take the best of every opportunity and you execute at a high level. And I think that's super awesome. You know, you came into Boise as a freshman, you were playing, you're getting minutes as a freshman. And obviously throughout your career, you continue to um, improve. One of the biggest things that I noticed just from the outside looking in was just your physical nature, right? You know, you come in, you're young, uh, a little bit skinnier, but you're hitting the weights and your body's maturing and so forth. I could just tell your physical strength was you know, had, had changed drastically from year one till, till your last year at Boise state. Uh, but what would you say was the biggest improvement that you had? Cause you know, yourself you've played, but what was the biggest improvement from day one as a freshman till your final game at Boise state? I mean, <laughs> you could go down a list. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say I wasn't even close to like, uh, you know, a great player or anything when I came as a freshman, but, um, definitely the physical side of it, you know, I put on 25 pounds, you know, from, started my freshman year to, uh, you know, when I left, um, probably just, just the maturity and, and confidence and, uh, um, yeah, that aspect of just the mental side of the game. And then also from the basketball standpoint, just, you know, being able to handle the ball a little better, um, playing pick and roll and, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's a bunch of things, but, uh, when, you know, when you're a program like Boise state and you just, you know, put your mind to it and have great coaches around you. Like I did, like, you know, good things are going to happen. Totally. Tell us what your favorite game was throughout your career at Boise state. Do you have a favorite game, favorite memory? Yeah. I mean, it's Oregon, my sophomore year by far. Um, we, I, they weren't ranked or anything, but they had the longest home winning streak in the nation. I think it was like 50 games or something. And we went in there and beat them on a half court buzzer beater. Um, but Lexus, you know, shout out to Lexus and, it was awesome, man. Everybody was playing good. Everybody was, you know, getting buckets. We were playing tough, tough defense. And I think I hit like five threes in the second half. Um, so everybody was part of it. And just to, you know, celebrate that victory on the road. Um, and it was definitely my favorite memory as a Bronco. That game was so awesome, man. I know exactly where I was when I was watching it. And I, I still like, I remember seeing it. I'm just like, and he hits it. I'm sitting there like, did that just happen? Like he literally just hit that like and I, dude, you were lighting it up. Everybody was like clicking. What was it like playing on that court? That court is kind of like uh, to me, it's too much, man. But did it ever affect you on their court, like the the design on that court at all by chance? Yeah, it, it's, that a little, it's a little odd, I'd say. <laughs> um, like especially when the trees, you know, like the shape yeah, of the yeah. trees are like it kind of goes into the three-point line, it kind of you know, throws off your perception a little bit, um, especially like as a visitor, like I'm sure, you know, they're used to it, the Oregon guys, but um, yeah, it was, it's definitely unique <laughs> for yeah. sure. I always wondered that from somebody who's played there. Cause like they thought it was going to look cool. And I'm like, man, like I'm all for having a cool like court or a cool field or whatever it may be, but it's a little busy in my opinion, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I could, I, it would throw me off. And I'm like, I was known as a shooter growing up all through my basketball, basketball career. So like that would bother me. I don't like when my, my depth perception or anything gets thrown off. So uh, I yeah. just wondering on that side. Now, Justinian, you get done with Boise state right now. You're in Australia. I mentioned that earlier. want to talk about what you've been doing. I mean, from Boise state to get your name called in the NBA draft. Um, 
what have you been working on and and what landed you in Australia? So tell us a little bit about the progression from that last game all the way till now. Yeah, no, it was a really long off season, man. Um, I was kind of, I was in Boise for a little bit until graduation. Um, and then I packed up my stuff and left, uh, and then went to Los Angeles actually for the months of, uh, June, July, because my agent, uh, I mean, so I signed with the agent <laughs> obviously okay. after the season ended. And so he lives down in Los Angeles. And so I went down there, worked out with this uh, trainer, Chris Johnson. Um, there were some other pre-draft guys, some NBA players in the gym and stuff. And so I was there for two months just working and uh, grinding, working on my game, playing against these dudes. Um, and, you know, I definitely, like, grew my confidence um, and just showed that, like, you know, I'm just as good, if not better, than these dudes. And so um, – yeah, from then I went back to Spokane, which is where my parents live, and uh, that's kind of where we decided to sign with Australia, just because, you know, it wasn't a guarantee that I was going to get drafted or anything, and the G League was kind of still up in the air. Um, so, yeah, we signed with them. Um, as like, there's a lot of factors into it. Like the owners has a lot of NBA ties, Brian Colangelo. Um, the coach is the all-time winningest coach in league history. Uh, a lot of other younger guys on the squad. So a lot of reasons, and I think it's going to work out good. Just it's going to be a year to develop here. You know, I'm going to stay here for this season, um, have an opportunity to develop, and, you know, hopefully be ready to make the team next year. Yeah, for sure. And and for those who might not fully understand it, I mean, I've been paying attention to a lot of different, you know, basketball organizations outside of the United States. I think people don't fully understand. If you're just a casual fan, you can just follow the NBA. There is a lot of really good talent overseas in different leagues i mean australia obviously has some some really good talent they've got a lot more exposure because of rj and then Lamelo playing over there last year you know obviously you know australia kind of got a little spotlight over there but they've always had good talent before that it was uh just that those big names came over and got some um and then you know you obviously got like the asian basketball leagues going well and you got a lot of good european you know leagues that happen out there and people just forget about certain guys that go overseas, but I'm like, no, there are some really good basketball players and basketball leagues over there. Australia yeah. is one of them. Um, going over there, have you had a chance to even like uh, practice with the teammates or anything like that over there before the quarantine and whatnot? Or like what, what, what's the schedule like looking for you right now? No. Nah, so this is my, I want to say 11th or 12th day in quarantine. I, and I've been in here the whole time. So I'm just been stuck in this hotel room for like almost two weeks. And, haven't practiced at all. Haven't seen anybody, uh, any of the coaches. You know, I've been keeping in touch, obviously. Then they've been sending me practice film and whatnot. But yeah, no, like I'm going into it, uh, my first practice, like in a few days, hopefully. So, as an athlete like yourself, tell us about it. So you're in quarantine. It's pretty much lockdown. You're not able to do any kind of workouts right now. No, like I mean, I have an exercise bike and a kettlebell, um, but like that's about it. Like no. Yeah, no gym. Uh, I don't have a basketball, which has been sickening. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been hard, man. It's been it's been pretty hard. But I mean, everybody has to do it at the end of the day. Like looking back on it, like from a couple weeks from now, it won't be a big deal. So uh, it just sucks in the moment. For sure, man. For sure. So what uh, what I've heard from like guys who have played overseas, especially like people like Lamelo Ball. One of the things that they talked about, you know, going to Australia, doing a doing a year over there is getting used to the professional game. Uh, it's not necessarily like for him, he needed to get, he needed to be a professional. Like he wasn't quite ready for the professional game. It's a little bit different than 
it's not yeah. just the sport itself. It's just what comes around with being a professional. You have to travel. There's a lot of, you know, it's a grind now. It's not just going to school and playing basketball. Now it's, it's, this is what you do for your day job. What are you yeah. most looking forward to? Like, are you nervous about anything about the professional game or what are you most looking forward to about this kind of adjustment from going from a D one college ball to now you're, this is what you get paid to do. Yeah. Not really nervous about anything. I think, um, I'm definitely excited about like it being the only thing, like I have any obligations towards, like, like you said, the school part, um, you know, I'm glad <laughs> I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, I was, <laughs> my, you know, professors probably won't be happy to hear it, but like, no, I'm happy about it. You know, I can just focus solely on basketball. Um, I'm also glad just like, I think there's probably a lot more resources at the professional level just cause you know, teams are, you know, making a lot more money um, and stuff. So, yeah, just having those resources and being able to utilize the time and how I want to and obviously getting paid is, you know, cool as well. So just being able to take it to a whole new level in terms of just developing yourself. And I think that's what I'm excited for. Totally, man. I'm, I'm excited for you. Like this is this is cool to hear from like somebody who's in the in the thick of things right now. Uh, and I can't <laughs> wait to see kind of like the the progression as things kind of calm down. Hopefully like that won't be too long from now. Who knows? But like if things calm down and things normalize, it'll be really, really cool, you know, just to kind of see you out there playing against other professionals up until this point, whether it be college, high school, or even in, in the, the training before you went back to Spokane, before you came to Australia, um, who was the best player that you think you've matched up against, whether that was in the training, like you said, you were, you're going against a lot of these guys that you're like, okay, I, I can play with these guys. Or if it was in college, who was the best player that you, uh, you think you've ever faced one-on-one? -on -one? Mm, good question. Uh, you know, I think, I think there's just a lot of good players I've, you know, faced, you know, we've played against throughout the years. Like, uh, Martin twins were good. Um, played a guy who plays for the Spurs, uh, Weatherspoon. Um, he played for Mississippi state my freshman year, had to guard him. That was tough. I mean, Malachi Flynn is pretty good. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of guys that you play throughout the years and, you know, they earn your respect, I guess. And, you know, I mean, you just got to get used to that. Like everybody at the next level is like, it, you know, they're the best at what they do. So, you know, if you don't really aren't surprised by it, I guess, um, don't like, aren't shocked by it. So I don't know. Totally. I got you. I got you. What would you say, Justinian, is your biggest attribute outside of being able to play the sport of basketball? Like, what's your biggest attribute on the court that's not the actual, like, shooting the ball or defending or anything? What What do you bring as a leader on a basketball court? Uh, I think just, like, a growth mindset and understanding that, like, um, like, I can always get better. There's something I can always get better at. And no, never having like any expectations. Like I think that was something that helped me a lot. Like going into Boise is like, I didn't expect anything to be given to me. Like I expected to be yelled at by the coaches every single day. And so like, I kind of mentally prepared for that. And I think it helped me. So, um, yeah, just like not expecting anything and just, I mean, working hard and, um, yeah, being humble about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I always kind of like, what's funny is, um, from the outside looking in, you never seemed like one that was, uh, like loud. <laughs> like, I don't know. You didn't run your mouth a lot and, and that's fine. Like you're a competitor. You definitely were a competitor, but those, you, I always was like, I would analyze people, especially like the athletes on the court and stuff. And you were one of those players that I always told myself, I was like, if I was still playing, he would piss me off if I was playing against him, but I would love to play with him because you're so like, you were quiet. You were like a silent assassin. That's how the way I always put it. I was like, dude, he just, he gets passionate when he like, he'll throw it down. He'll get passionate. He'll hit his, his shots. 
but he he's not going to be like chest bumping, doing his thing, and like running his mouth at you all game like a Kevin Garnett style. But like you, you were like the quiet guy who just kind of like did your thing, and it, that's what I think people like. They want a reaction, and they don't get it. And so it would piss me off if I was a defender, you know, but I think it was so awesome. I think that's like one of the coolest things about you is that the way that you just conducted yourself on the court, you got the business done and you played hard and uh, you know, you got passionate when you need to get passionate, you got into it. It's not like you didn't show any emotion by any means, but yeah. like, I never saw you like, you know, it's not like you're going to be swinging on guys all left and right. You know what I mean? So I always, I always thought that was pretty cool, but like I did mention earlier, we were doing some play-by-play -play announcing together uh, for, you know, you're probably doing it for fun because you enjoy that kind of stuff. But outside of the sport of basketball um, and outside of athletics, period, what is your like your passion? You know, like what is something that you could see yourself doing? Let's say twenty years down the road that, that you enjoy. What's something that you would like to do outside of basketball? Um, well, I mean, outside of basketball, I mean, I just like to. You know, I'm a pretty simple guy. Like I just, I like to go hiking. I like reading a lot. Um, read like twenty books this summer. Um, I don't know. I like to make food, <laughs> I like to cook a little bit. Um, nothing super out of the ordinary. Like I love getting outside though. I think that's one thing, like, especially with COVID, like that, um, kind of like rediscovered in myself was just like getting out in nature, like just enjoying it, you know, enjoying that like quiet and peace. And so that's probably one thing uh, I guess I'm passionate about, but in terms of like, you know, future career or anything, like I'm not really positive yet. Like I'm kind of, you know, Hopefully, I don't have to think about it for a while, but, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> probably probably coaching or training. You know, I'm definitely, like, interested in, um, like, player development training or whatever because, you know, I've seen, like, a lot of different people just, like, with working with different coaches and stuff. And so I think I could bring different, like, um, approaches to that and, you know, be good at it. So we'll see. But for that's sure. a things. Oh, man, I like that. What's your favorite book that you read um, so far, especially this summer? You said you read almost, like, 20 books. What was your favorite book that you read? Yeah, I mean, there's a few. I read uh, this book called Talent Code. Um, that was interesting. It's kind of about like how uh, there's like certain hotbeds of like talent. Like you see like Brazilian soccer players, for example, like, you know, they just churn professional players. Um, and uh, so it kind of talks about like how that happens and what that looks like for, you know, the kids just growing up in that area. Um, I read Shoe Dog, you know, Phil Knight's memoir. That was a good book. Um, and actually, I just read Matthew McConaughey's little memoir as well. And that was super entertaining. Like, that's probably one of my favorite books I've ever read. You know, he's a super interesting guy. <laughs> Dude, that's cool, man. Yeah, like, so I, I, I actually uh, just got into reading during COVID, really. Like, I've never been a huge reader. But, like, yeah. I love reading sports figures, like autobiographies, stuff like that. I love reading anything anything from a coach, a player, whatever. It's so like Tyson Fury. I read, a, a, like, his autobiography. And right now I'm reading about James Conner, who's a – uh, mm. NFL running back, um, reading his whole cancer story that he went through. And, and then I'll be reading about Maurice Claret, who is a former running back for Ohio State. I, I love those types of books. So that's why I was asking. I think it's super cool that you're, you're reading that stuff and you're enhancing your mind. You know, you're, you're enhancing the mind, which I think is super important. Man, yeah. um, do you play video games? Is that anything that you're interested in? Because like, you're kind of like, you look like Gordon Hayward, just as a side note. Like, I know that you probably don't want to hear that, but like, maybe you do because. Yeah, you know, that's not an insult by any means. I'm just saying you look like Gordon Hayward, and I was thinking that because Gordon Hayward's a huge gamer. But do you do, yeah. you do any gaming or anything? Nah, when when Fortnite kind of like first came onto the scene, I was like definitely on that wave, and then um, I haven't played video games since then. Like you know, after like a few months after it came out, like I just haven't played video games ever since. Uh, just 
not into it for whatever reason. It just doesn't. I, I dig it. I dig it, dude. I I actually hate video games unless it's Madden or FIFA. That's the only games I'll ever play. My PS4 has dust on it. The only time it gets used is when my son uses <laughs> it for video. So I I don't judge you at all for that. I was just wondering if you know here's you're a sports yeah. guy. So, Justinian, did you ever play any other sports besides basketball? I didn't even ask you that. Did, growing up, did you play any other sports, or did you focus on basketball from day one? Uh, it's pretty much basketball. Uh, I remember running track and playing youth soccer. I'm pretty sure everybody plays youth soccer in America at some point. But, uh, yeah, like after fourth grade, like it was all basketball. And so, um, you know, it probably would have been beneficial to play other sports, but, you know, I'm not complaining about where I'm at now. Um, right. But, yeah. All my, all my attention was on basketball. It's, you know, pretty much only sport I played, you know, growing up. So, well, obviously it worked. So like, I mean, <laughs> no one can argue with the results right now. And just for yeah. those who are listening, who, who didn't, you know, aren't from Boise, aren't familiar with the team. Justinian's a six, seven, uh, unless you're taller now, but six, seven wing, like, and he's a lefty. So he's crafty. That's why I think it's going to be fun. If we can get you, you know, some more experience, get ready to go, get some more reps, everything, get the playing time. And then, if you get an opportunity in the league, man, it'll be fun to watch because, like, if the Warriors will give you that chance, whew, they, uh, there's no doubt you can fit in with them, man, because you're you're tall, you're lanky, and you can shoot, and you're a lefty. It's just all the perfect things that you could have as an athlete, man. I, uh, I'm i super stoked to kind of see the progression, man. I, I just I, – I was so happy. I, I, I know it sounds like a fanboy, but I was just so happy to hear your name be called. Like, oh, frick, yeah, let's go. Now mm – -hmm. Oh man, I I was thinking about this. I I had a, a question. Oh yeah, so my question that was in my head was about your favorite. I've asked you about who the best player you played against. Who is your favorite teammate or most influential teammate that you've had? I know that's probably hard because you've had a, a you know you played with a lot of guys throughout your career. But who is your most influential teammate? You would say that you've had throughout either whether it be high school or college. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of Boise guys, um, especially like from my sophomore year, um, like Chandler, Lexus. Alex Hobbs. Um, but I think like the guy, like I kind of most related to was uh, Christian Sengfelder. I don't know if you remember him. Mm -hmm. He was a, he was a grad transfer and we yep. he played with me my sophomore year and he was awesome. You know, he did big things for us and stuff and he's playing uh, professional basketball in Germany right now. And, you know, him and I still text, like we, <laughs> I, you know, we're about to like critique each other's film and stuff. Like, uh, you know, he just has like kind of the same mind as like he, really like wants to grow and develop like not only as a player but as a person so and he was actually a psychology major too so um he kind of had some insight on you know the mindset stuff and whatnot so i think probably him like he, he was you know one of my favorite teammates to play with you know it was easy to have a conversation he was super humble um so yeah chris Sankfeld. that's dope dude that's awesome to hear that and I, and I love hearing names that like you know makes you have to think oh yeah i remember that guy like it's not just like like the big time names you get to hear like, you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy coming in and you get to hear why, like, that's cool. That's why I like talking to people like yourself that have been there. Cause everybody's influenced from, from different things. And I was going to ask you this question too. I forgot, uh, books relentless by Tim Grover. Have you ever read that book? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, one of the coaches gave me that, um, like when I first got there and it's pretty good. I liked it. You know, obviously like, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I always like the the mindset books. I mean, Tim, it's kind of repetitive, but Tim Grover does have a little bit of experience with the people he's actually coached. So I just thought that was interesting. You just mentioned mindset, so the mental game. All right, man. So 
When do you get to go back? You said you've been in quarantine for 11, 12 days. Uh, when do you actually get to go practice? Do you, do you guys have a date set where you get to go? Like, is it 14 days that you have to be quarantined? Or is it like you're waiting for the country to open up? Oh, no. I mean, the team's practicing. They've been practicing for like the last like month or so, month and a half. And so I am the second to last player to get there. So it's me and one other uh, import. And so, yeah, once I get out of here, I'm, I'm heading straight to the gym and <laughs> get, into, get into the grind because, you know, I miss it. So do some suicides, man, and see if those legs can keep up after two weeks of not doing anything. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be really tough. <laughs> Man, I, I'm just excited for you though. You'll you'll get through it just like everything else. It come, it's like all it'll all come right back. Everybody's been able to do it. The NBA guys were able to do it. They had to, you know, they had a couple months off. Everyone could get right yeah. back in shape. Just give it a couple weeks, you'll be good. Man, yeah. I I just appreciate you, Justinian, like being willing to to share your story with us. I'm rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. Uh, you're making Boise State alums like proud. Like seriously, like it's super super cool. And as a basketball fan, I look forward to seeing what you do. What is the most exciting thing to end this to end this uh, conversation. I just want to know what's like on your mind. What are you most anxious or most excited about in the next level, whatever that may be? Whether that's right now when you go to Australia, when you get your chance, you know, to 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 go to the NBA. What are you most excited for with this next step? Uh, I think probably just being able to say like I can compete with the best of the best, you know, in the world. Like especially if you're at the NBA level, like you can say like you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the you know, top players. So I think just that opportunity to just compete with, you know, those guys, especially like with hopefully when, you know, where I'm going to the Warriors, um, you know, there's, they got some elite players on the team. So um, yeah, probably just that facet, like, you know, just being, being able to say like, you know, I'm one of the best at, you know, basketball. I think that's, you know, not saying I'm there yet, obviously, like I got a long ways to go, but just to have a chance to be able to do that um, is exciting for me. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I know you're trying to be humble about it, but like, I'm just going to sit here for a second. Listen, there are so many college basketball players out there that play the game. Like they play the sport of college basketball. Very, very few, like a very, very small percentage of them actually get their name called in an NBA draft. Okay. So the fact that your name came up in an NBA draft and that your name is spoken about with the Warriors organization is absolutely insane. You should be super proud of it. And I would shout that to the rooftops dog. I think it is the coolest freaking thing. Um, I, I, I can't wait for you. I'm excited for you. You are part of a small brotherhood of individuals who have had their name called in an NBA draft and you are part of the top in the world. And I think it's freaking awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. Super proud of you, man. And, uh, we'll, we'll be keeping our eye on you. We'll be shouting you out. And, yeah. uh, I just appreciate you joining the game time guru podcast, Justin. And thank you so much, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. This is fun. Thanks, man. Absolutely, brother. For all those out there, hope you enjoyed the interview. Make sure to go follow him and just keep an eye on him as, as the league start in Australia. Keep an eye on Justinian to see what happens um, as the the journey, as as Kobe Bryant would say, job's not finished. Job finished? No, it's just getting started. You're, you're getting re ready to rock and roll with your professional career. So guys, check him out. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Once again, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you can, and we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.